Well, tonight's guest in the Honky Tonk Time Machine is the legendary Larry Gatlin, a Grand Ole Opry member, of course, the uh, leader of the Gatlin Brothers as well. Larry, I appreciate you so much for coming on my show. How are you? Well, it's my honor. I'm glad to be here. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm greatly blessed. Uh, everybody in our house is healthy and uh, happy. And we, we, You know, you can't, that old say about keeping the wolf away from the door, you can't keep him away from there. You just open the door and throw him a pork chop every now and then, you know, <laughs> keep him satisfied. But uh, we, uh, we're we really blessed here at our house and, uh, and honored to talk to you. Appreciate the time. And the longer you live, the better you get at keeping the wolf at bay, huh? There you go. <laughs> Thank God for the friends and neighbors coming to see some shows and buy a few records along the, along the way. There's going to be some chances to see Larry Gatlin at the Grand Ole Opry. You're going to be part of some Opry Country Christmas shows starting this Sunday, and I believe it runs – what is it, Sundays in December? Is that kind of the, the schedule for these shows? Well, it, there are different times during the week. The first one is Sunday, and I believe we have nine of them uh, all told. So uh, it, it's a great honor to be there. We have a wonderful cast. Charlie McCoy, one of the greatest musicians, if not the greatest musician of all time. He, he can play everything. And Mandy Barnett, wonderful singer, Riders in the Sky. They're fabulous. Uh, and then every week, of course, the Gatlin Brothers will be there, the Opry Band, our band. And then every week we do have uh, guests, uh, other Opry members and, and, and special guests. So the best way to do that, you know, like I say, I can remember a whole lot for about 10 minutes. Not a, we have Lauren, Elena, I think, Scotty McCrary, um, Warren Treaty. I, I, and the best way to do that and to get tickets is uh, Opry.com. But, yes, we do start uh, this coming Sunday. And I think there are nine of nine shows. Some of them are Tuesdays and some of them Thursdays. They just kind of spread them out in there uh, to give everybody a chance to kind of figure their schedule out and come visit with us. So, and we're going to have some uh, a little caroling out in the uh, uh, the audience. Rudy and Steve and I are going to kind of direct the different one section of the Opry crowd. It, it's going to it's be a, a wonderful time. My favorite thing about going to the Grand Ole Opry is you get a different show every time. There's never two times to the Opry that's ever the same. And then that's especially true when you add in the Christmas element to it, right? I mean, it's it's just going to be completely different. It is. It's, it's all all Christmas music this time. You know, the other uh, country classics that we do, you know, they, like I say, feature the uh, great classic legendary country music. But this is going to be, we're going to do some of the secular songs, White Christmas, Christmas song, things like that. But also the, the, the Christmas carols that everybody uh, has come to know and love. So, uh, and, and wonderful guests, and uh, the Opry does a great job of, uh, of hosting our fans. And uh, we, we've done it for a couple of years, and we just absolutely love doing it. Now, I've heard there's going to be some surprises, and I, it's hard to ask you what a surprise is going to be without you letting the cat out of the bag, but... Is there anything you can tease us with on what these surprises might be alluding to? Well, you know, that, that little caroling thing is a new deal. We may pick on a few people to sing solos out there. And I heard there's this kind of kind of chubby guy with a red suit may show up, I mean, for the kids. They're, uh, well, if I told you, it wouldn't be a surprise. Exactly. Actually, <laughs> actually they, they surprise me a lot. They, they know that keeping me in the dark until right before showtime is the best way to do it. Well, yeah, that way they get a natural reaction out of you and a natural reaction from the kids. Christmas is all about the kids, and this would be perfect to pack the kids up and bring them to just a great family show. It really is. Uh, Our kids, uh, when they were growing up, they would come to the Opry. Uh, Now, we didn't have the exact uh, 
Christmas shows back then, but even during the regular Grand Ole Opry, uh, during the Christmas season, they different artists would sing uh, some of the wonderful songs from Christmas. But our kids, our, our grandsons, uh, I have, believe it or not, I mean, I have two wonderful, beautiful granddaughters, 23 and 19 years old, uh, and they have come to the Opry with uh, their papa over the years, as did our kids, Kristen and Josh. But now Josh has uh, three little boys. I, I asked the world, are you really think the world's ready for three more Gatlin brothers? Because they got them. <laughs> two, two, four, and six, about the same age as Steve and Rudy and I were when we started. They've got the Gatlin gene. They love to sing. So they may show up for some of them, too. Who knows? Well, that's awesome. You, you talked about Steve and Rudy. How did you guys get started? I mean, what what gave you the bug to do what you do? Well, we were singing in church, and we loved the old gospel quartets, the Blackwood Brothers from Memphis. You know, that was Elvis' favorite group. And we just gathered around the, uh, the, the phono, the hi-fi, as they used to call it, and played those old gospel records. And it just came naturally to us. And we've done it so long, we we didn't know any different. It was just a regular point. We didn't know we were anything special. But I think we're a little bit special. I think so. Special enough. And you can tell me if this is true or not. I read that you beat Roy Orbison in a talent contest in your younger years. Is that right? We won first place. We won a Shetland Pony. <laughs> and Roy and uh, the Wink Westerners won second place. And they won four t- four. Uh, paid for dinners at the Blue Star Inn Chinese restaurant in Midland, 20 miles away from Odessa. <laughs> so, uh, and Roy and I, we laughed about it and kidded about it so many years. That I, I miss him. He's, you know, one of my very favorite people and one of my very favorite singers of all time. I love Roy uh, Orbison. And, uh, oh, my goodness, what a singer. Writer, great songwriter. What'd... He and Joe Melson wrote so many of those old hits. What'd you do with the pony? Oh, it was the meanest, meanest animal God ever put on the earth. Uh, we had that horse for about, well, we had him in the backyard for six months, so we found a place to take him. We we enjoyed that horse for about a year, and we sold that bugger. That's an odd prize for a talent show. <laughs> it really is two of the happiest days of our life, the day we got him and the day we sold him. Uh, Old Dan. What, what was his name? Dan. Dan. Okay. My daddy said that 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 horse looks like Dan. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you should have named him the Devil himself. Well, I wanted to ask you about some some new music you got coming up. We're going to save that because uh, at first I got to ask you about the old stuff. Uh, your your first number one. I just wish you were someone I love. Nineteen seventy eight. Of course, you wrote it. The harmony's amazing. How'd you come up with it? Well. Uh, that one's kind of, uh, that's the only one that, that is a little halfway risque, you know. I, uh, Johnny Lee actually gave me that idea. Oh, really? And I, I, wrote it, I wrote it on a piece of paper and put it in my pocket. We were at Daryl Royal's golf tournament down in Texas. We were all sitting around, and back then we were probably having some adult beverages. And uh, he gave me that idea. I, I, I wrote it on some, a little matchbook or a piece of paper and put it in my pocket. Well, two or three months later, I reached in that pocket, and there it was. Well, I, it was in my handwriting, and I didn't remember it, but I wrote it, and we were in Vegas uh, the, the, the day it went number one in Billboard, and Johnny Lee called me. He said, uh, hey, Larry, how about that song? I said, yeah, man, it's doing really, really good. It's number one today. He said, well, don't you remember I gave you that idea? And I said, What? 
He said, yeah, we were, uh, Daryl said, we were a little drunk up. I said, well, that's why I didn't remember it was in my handwriting. I said, well, I've already written it, and I ain't going to give you no credit for it. So what I'm going to do is give you an idea for a song I started this morning. So I don't remember what that was. We traded songs, and we've laughed about it over the years. He's a great guy, great country singer, been a friend of ours for years. But I ain't giving him none of the money. Well, I don't blame you, especially as honorary as, as Johnny Lee is. I've I've interviewed him before, and uh, that story you told it sounds just like Johnny Lee. <laughs> oh, he he's a great guy. I haven't seen him in a while, but a uh, great guy, great country singer. We we've done hundreds of shows together over the years and uh, played golf. Uh, wonderful, great guy. Now, see, I wouldn't put it past him to have made that story up. I never know when he's pulling my leg or not when I'm talking to him. There you go. He's a, but he's a prankster, but he can take one too. He, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna pull pull stuff on people, you got to be able to take it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, um, Steve and Rudy, they sang with you in a lot of your early songs when you were, you know, kind of doing the solo thing. What was the driving force behind kind of making it official and, and forming Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin brothers? We always knew we wanted to do that. It's just they were in school at Texas Tech when Dottie, uh, you know, Dottie West moved uh, Janice and me here to Nashville. So uh, even when we did those first, I did the first couple of albums solo with Fred Foster over at Monument. Uh, it was always part of the plan. Like I tell people every night of their shows, we're the first generation to be inside of our family. Uh, to get to go to college. So it, it was important that they stay in school, get their degrees, which they did, uh, knowing all along. And we've had a bunch of name changes back then. Uh, record companies, you know, they wanted to, they weren't, I mean, there were a few groups out there, obviously Statler Brothers, and then along came the Oak Ridge Boys and some, but it was mainly they, uh, and even Fred Foster at Monument, he envisioned another kind of a Roy Orbison career because he's the one who produced all those great number one records on Roy. And he thought I could kind of do that, but once the boys got out of school, it wasn't any uh, any doubt about what we were going to do. And like I say, we've been through several name changes with record companies wanted this to be Larry Gatlin, but it was Larry Gatlin. I love Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin Brothers Band, but Steve and Rudy weren't crazy about that. So finally it's gotten down to Larry, Steve, and Rudy, the Gatlin Brothers. So just, if it says Gatlin on it, come on out. Your first single after official, you know, making it official was All the Gold and California. Yeah, it was a real great record for us. About two years ago, somebody came up to me and said, boy, that All the Gold song did real well for y'all, didn't it? I said, yeah, it's amazing what just the right three minutes can do. So I copied that down and wrote that song, and that's our new single that we've had out with CDX Records for six or eight weeks, I guess. And a new one about, you know, for Thanksgiving, uh, mostly fair winds have blown on me, so... That is absolutely correct. I'm greatly blessed, highly favored. Yeah, I mean, three new songs out. You, you talked about them. Amazing what Just the Right Three Minutes could do. Fair Winds. No Star Tonight in Bethlehem. Uh, I'm guessing that's a Christmas song. Yeah, I, uh, 20 years ago, my, our little two-year-old granddaughter was kind of crawling around the floor amongst the Christmas presents on Christmas Day. And uh, on TV, right in front of her, right in front of the television, uh, was, uh, they were showing the newsreels of uh, the rockets and bombs and stuff falling on Bethlehem on Christmas Day. Mm. And it just broke my heart, as it does uh, this year, with all of that going on. Pray for God's peace, to peace for somehow, some way, by a miracle of God, to break out in the Middle East and the Holy Land. So I wrote that song, and we thought it would be appropriate for uh, <clears throat> this Christmas to just kind of uh, remember what, uh, what this season is supposed to be all about. I think all three of those new songs are available now. You can get them wherever you download music, right, Larry? You know, I think 
they uh, that's part of the business part of it. And friends and neighbors, y'all, uh, Spotify thing and FaceTube or whatever that stuff is. Uh, folks know how to find music today. I can, if I want to find some music, I have to call my granddaughter and ask them what <laughs> buttons I punch on my phone. <laughs> hey, Larry, what inspired the song Houston? Well, I I was talking to Janice on the phone, and actually the first time we were in Cheyenne that night, and I said, "Well, baby, we've been on the road two weeks. Cheyenne means I'm one day closer to you." And I wrote a little song about that. Cheyenne means I'm what little ballad. And Steve, my brother, said, that song really stinks. We're going to be at the Houston Rodeo next week. Let's change that and put, put it in 3-4 Shuffle. You might have 4-4 Shuffle, a little Texas swing. You might have some. And those Texas city names and songs seem to work out for everybody. So Yeah, number one record. Yeah, Good deal. Well, and what I love about you, Larry, is you wrote most of, if not all, of, of your biggest hits yourself. I'm betting you're still pretty proud of that to this day. That's something you can hang your hat on. Well, I'm very grateful. I wrote every one of them. So we we had 18 albums, and the record company made me make us do two songs that I didn't write. I don't remember what they are, and I don't like to even talk about them unless somebody asks about it. But the thing is, the good book says, God forbid that I glory except in the cross of Jesus Christ. So I give God the glory, and uh, I'm supposed to take the credit for good or bad. So uh, that's that's what happened. We had eight number one records and 30 top 20s, and uh, so we're we're very blessed on that account. Well, Larry, we sure appreciate you taking some time with us today, and we cannot wait to see your uh, your performances at the Grand Ole Opry with Opry Country Christmas, and uh, you can get more information and buy those tickets at opry.com. Larry, thank you so much. I hope you have a happy holiday season. Back to you. God bless. Merry Christmas.